0: discovering a little bit uh, about what God is like and that he never changes Um, years ago uh, a little third grader in Chula Vista California named Danny Dutton uh, was asked to write uh, a a little a few paragraphs right right about the topic they they gave him the topic explain God they just wanted him to uh, to do that this is uh, Danny Dutton third grader Chula Vista California this is what he wrote One of God's main jobs is making people. He makes them to replace the ones that die so there will be enough people to take care of things on earth. He doesn't make grown-ups, just babies. I think because they're smaller and easier to make. That way, he doesn't have to give up his valuable time teaching them to talk and walk. He can just leave that to mothers and fathers. God's second most important job is listening to prayers. An awful lot of this goes on since some people like preachers and things, pray at times besides bedtime. God doesn't have time to listen to the radio or TV because of this. Because he hears everything, there must be a terrible lot of noise in his ears. God sees everything and hears everything and is everywhere, which keeps him pretty busy. So you shouldn't go wasting his time by going over your mom and dad's head asking for something that they said you couldn't have. Atheists are people who don't believe in God I don't think there are any in Chula Vista At least there aren't any who come to our church Jesus is God's son He used to do uh, all the hard work like walking on water and performing miracles And trying to teach the people who didn't want to learn about God They finally got tired of him preaching to them and they crucified him But he was good and kind like his father And he told his father that they didn't know what they were doing And to forgive them and God said okay His dad, God, appreciated everything that he had done and all his hard work on earth, so he told him he didn't have to go out on the road anymore, that he could stay in heaven. So he did. And now he helps his dad out by listening to prayers and seeing things which are important for God to take care of and which which ones he can take care of himself without having to bother God. Like a secretary, only more important. You can pray anytime you want and they are sure to hear you because they got it worked out so one of them is on duty all the time. You should always go to church uh, on Sunday because it makes God happy and if there's anybody you want to make happy, it's God. Don't skip church to do something you think will be more fun like going to the beach. That is wrong. And besides, the sun doesn't come out at the beach until noon anyway. If you don't believe in God, besides being an atheist, you will be very lonely because your parents can't go everywhere with you like to camp, but God can. It is good to know he's around you when you're scared in the dark or when you can't swim very good and you get thrown into real deep water by big kids. But you shouldn't just always think of what God can do for you. I figure God put me here and he can take me back anytime he pleases. And that's how I explain God. Now, I probably disagree with a couple of theological points that Danny's making there Uh, but but I think he has a lot of great things to say too and he certainly hit on a couple of things that we're emphasizing here in this series the always God Uh, we've already realized that God is both always speaking and always hearing now you'd think those things kind of would uh, would cancel each other out you can't speak and hear at the same time but but uh, God is always speaking and always hearing he's always speaking ready to guide and direct our lives and he's always hearing inviting us to connect with him in prayer and this week I would uh, like us to realize and believe deep in our hearts that that God is also always seeing now this isn't a Santa Claus thing uh, he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're it's not that God is stalking us right uh, that, that he's trying to catch us and doing something wrong I think some sometimes we have that view of God uh, by saying that God is always seeing. I guess what I'm saying is that God always cares He sees you, he understands, he knows He's not forgotten you But sometimes it seems an awful lot like he has maybe, maybe you're dealing with something in your life And it just hasn't been resolved And you wonder if God knows Or if he knows why he isn't doing something about it If he knows, does he really care? Maybe you see all the evil and suffering in the world, pandemics and terrorism and war and murder and violence and abuse, and, and you say, where is God in all of that? And you may pray something like, God, are you seeing this? And really in that prayer we're saying, God, don't you care about this? Some of that same context is where some Christians were, were living uh, uh, in, in Asia Minor back when the Apostle Peter wrote, uh, wrote a letter to encourage them. They were living in in uh, times of of uh, suffering, in times of of, uh, of persecution. Uh, they they were being abused, discriminated against, even taken advantage of. Some were even dying for their faith. Uh, and and Peter wrote these Christians to remind them to keep their trust in Jesus, to put their hope in Him. He reminded them that God still sees and God still cares. First Peter chapter five, beginning in verse six. Uh, the word of the Lord says this, Humble yourselves before, therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. God is always seeing. He always cares. We're going to be circling back to that passage several times uh, uh, this morning, but but we're also going to be all over Scripture today because I think it's important, if I'm telling you that God is always seeing, I I think the main question we need to answer today is, what does God see? And the first thing, uh, right right off the bat, is that God sees what we do. God sees what we do. Several scriptures, Psalm thirty-three, thirteen through 15. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. Proverbs 5.21, for your ways are in full view of the Lord and he examines all your paths. Proverbs 15.3, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Second Chronicles 16.9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God sees everything. Jesus talked about it in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 6. When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Later in, in Matthew chapter 25, uh, Jesus taught uh, told about uh, God seeing what we do for others um, or what we don't do for others. When we feed the hungry and clothe the naked and visit the sick and in prison, uh, then, then we are doing good. And uh, maybe... At times, you felt like you're doing good in your life, and no one really notices. Uh, please remember that God sees everything, and He does notice. He sees our actions, and Scripture says that when we when we obey Him, He rewards those things. God sees everything. If He sees those things, He also, however, sees our disobedience and sin. Jeremiah sixteen seven My eyes are on all their ways; they are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes Psalm 90 verse 8 you have set our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your presence Hebrews 4:13 nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account nothing is getting past God Uh, He sees everything. He sees our faithfulness and our obedience, and he rewards it. He sees our unfaithfulness and our disobedience, and he holds us accountable. Maybe there is a little bit of crossover here with Santa. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake, right? It's not to make us feel creepy. It's actually comforting to know that God is watching. God knows. He sees. So what we do matters. God sees what we do. What else does God see? Well, God sees what we do not. God sees what we don't see. Uh, remember where God is positioned, right? He's, he's ruling and reigning. He's sitting enthroned over all of his creation. He has a different perspective than we do, right? He sees the things that we don't. Uh, that reminded me, I, I think, of how, how my dog must see life. Some of you have met our dog, Harley. There he is. Um, he's a shorty. Half uh, Shih Tzu, half Yorkie. He looks like an Ewok, especially when we put him in that costume, um, which isn't very often. No, we don't make him, yeah, anyway. He's 11 whole pounds, right? He's uh, standing on four inch legs. And his perspective of the world includes a lot of feet and ankles and dust bunnies and dropped food and faraway faces, right? He takes about 12 steps to every one of mine. He has no concept of of things like schedules or budgets or how a combustion engine works or how to file taxes or surf the web or, or where the people in his life go every day. They just disappear for a while. He he just knows that that there are some people in the house who, who seem to like him most of the time, and they talk gibberish to him sometimes, and they give him food and water, and every once in a while, some of the good food falls off that table way up high, and he gets to eat it. Harley has a different perspective of the world and how it works than we do, right? And I wonder if that begins to help us think about how much different our perspective is from God's. He sees things that we don't see. He knows things that we don't know. He understands and comprehends so much more of how life works than we ever will. And God knows what is best for us. We could think about all those, uh, those prayers that we've prayed and we've gotten mad because God didn't give us what we wanted and, and then in hindsight, we look back and we see what train wrecks would have uh, taken place if we had gotten what we wanted, right? Uh, uh, thank God for unanswered prayers. We, we submit to God's will in prayer primarily because he sees what we don't see and uh, so much more. And, and so we pray the prayers, thy will be done, right? Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are, are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God sees what we do not Someone has, uh, has, has uh, likened God to uh, an air traffic controller. It boggles my mind to think about the job of, a, of air traffic controllers. I saw a stat this week uh, um, that, that says typically there are just, just under 10,000 planes in the sky at any one time carrying approximately 1.3 million people air traffic controllers see what's going on and keep all of that coordinated, right? Uh, God sees all of the, the, the pieces at play in the world and uh, and in our lives. He sees what will what will uh, bring us harm. He, he sees what will bring him the most glory. He sees the cause and effect of every choice uh, before we ever make it. As, as one pastor once said, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life and you may be aware of three of them. God doesn't just... Just see how everything works out, though, in the, in the world and, and in our lives. He also sees, in, in thinking about what, that he sees what we don't see, he sees into our lives, right? He sees our motives. He, he sees the heart. Jeremiah 17.10, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. Proverbs twenty one two. every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. 1 Samuel 16.7, the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, the Lord looks on the heart. God sees what we don't see. He sees inside of our lives. He knows us better than we know ourselves. We can count on him to direct our lives, not, not only because he sees what's around us, but because he sees what's inside of us. And, and he sees true reality, right? He sees what we are really facing. In that text in First Peter uh, that, that we read, uh, he sees the, uh, the advers- our true adversary uh, uh, pictured as a, as a lion, right? The devil prow- prowling around like a roaring, roaring lion seeking to devour us. God sees what is what is really real, the spiritual battle that we're in. Uh, Peter, uh, in writing these words, was encouraging these believers who were being persecuted and, and facing suffering. Uh, the, he was encouraging them not to get so fixated on the outward circumstances of their life, uh, concentrating on those physical things that were opposing them. Instead, he reminded them of who the battle was really against, uh, Satan and the forces Of darkness. Peter told those persecuted believers to to stand firm in the faith and and to trust that God could see what they could not see. And the same is true for us today. God, God sees, He's always seeing. We can count on Him. God sees what you do, God sees what you do not, God sees also what has us down the difficulties in our lives, right? Peter, Peter also told those persecuted believers that, that God was very aware of the trials that they were going through. They, they, it didn't catch them by surprise. God is always seeing, and not only did he see them then, but he sees us now, in the middle of our hurt and pain, in the middle of the, the struggles and hardships of our lives, in the middle of our confusion, in the middle of our grief. God sees what has us down for the count. He's always seeing and he always cares. That that verse in uh, verse 7, 1 Peter 5 that we read a moment ago, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. All of your anxiety. Other translations might say all of your cares. Cast all your cares on him because he cares. For you, Peter was telling uh, telling us there how to deal with those things that keep us up at night and drag us down during the day. All of our cares, all of our anxiety. I I did a deep dive on that little word all this week. Uh, do you know what it means in the original Greek language? It, it that that little word means all, <laughs> not most, not a few, not some, all. Every single one. God sees the things in your life that bring heartache and worry and frustration and longing and concern and fear and anger and grief. He sees them all. And he cares about them all. And he wants you to trust him with them. All. That is the God that we serve. He sees what you are going through. He cares. He cares for you. Peter also emphasized to those uh, uh, those those believers there at the end of that passage that their suffering wasn't going to last forever. First Peter five ten says, "And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." In other words, God will see you through. He will will make you strong, firm, and steadfast. It's an amazing promise, strong, firm, and steadfast. In the face of all of the things that we face, all of our cares, all of our anxieties, God wants to see us through those things because he cares for us. You. I, guess, I guess it's even if you can't see the end of, uh, of, of how this all turns out Or I can't see my way through this God can because he's always seeing And so the encouragement for us is to cast Our burdens, our concerns, our cares, our anxieties, all of them cast them onto God because he cares, because he sees. God sees what we do, God sees what we do not, God sees what has us down God also sees what Jesus has done. When God looks down on, on, uh, on earth, on the, uh, on the planet, uh, he sees, I, I guess, basically two categories of people, those who are in Christ and those who are not yet in Christ. Uh, Peter uh, uh, said, we just read it a second ago, verse 10, uh, he used that term, those in Christ. When we place our faith in Jesus, when we trust in him, God no longer sees our sin, but instead he sees his son. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Colossians 3.3 says, You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Jesus came. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated uh, again on Easter that Jesus came and took our sin on himself. He died and he rose again, paying the penalty his sacrifice paid the penalty for our sin. And so any of us who confess will be made new. It's as if the, the, the cross is a, a filter through which God looks at our lives. When we accept his gift of salvation, when we confess our sin and believe in him, we are in Christ. Uh, If if you haven't made that decision or or if you have strayed, uh, there is never a time that you can't uh, make that decision. That you can't repent and believe in God and and, uh, be counted as one who is in Christ. As God looks at us, he sees what Jesus has done on our behalf. The, uh, the, the, the great good news of the gospel of Jesus is that he has, he has come to make us new creations. The old is gone. The old life of sin is gone. The old life that, that, that is separated from God is gone because of Jesus. And now a new life has begun. And Jesus has done that in us if we are in Christ. God is always seeing and he sees us through what Jesus has done. God is always seeing He sees what we do He sees what we do not He sees what has us down And He sees what Jesus has done One of of my my hopes and prayers for this series Is that we can get past how things look Or see or feel Based on looking at life from from our perspective Right? Right? and that we can start to believe that God is who he says he is and does what he says he does, whether it looks like it to us or not. That, that, that we can uh, declare and know and believe deep in our hearts that God is always seeing, that he's on the job, that, that we can trust him, that we can depend on him. Uh, that, that, that when we're making choices, uh, we'll know that they matter. What we do matters because God sees. And, and you'll know that God is orchestrating this universe even if you can't tell sometimes. We can put our trust and faith in that truth. And he cares about your pain even if it seems overwhelming at times and the greatest uh, way or evidence that we know that is because of jesus whom he has sent to make make us new in him in this world where so much seems so uncertain you can always count on our always god